the Film Guide with Max Hartington, part of the Synopolis Podcast with Danny Smith. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Film Guide and also uh, the very first edition of 2023 featuring your friend of mine, the mighty Max Hartington. Hello, Max. Hello, Danny. Pleasure to be back in the year 2023. Yeah. Uh, and um, and also, I have an apology to, to offer to Max uh, because... This is the second time we're recording this. Uh, this part, uh, somehow I managed to not hit record. So we did the whole of the first part and then I went to save it and I thought, oh, hang on, there's nothing there. We didn't record it. So I'm so sorry. So Max very graciously agreed that we recorded the rest of the show. We've already done the rest of the yeah. show. We know how good it is or not. Um, but now we're recording. So so you've, as a listener, you've not yet heard the rest of it. We've already done the rest of it. We've done it. You know what? And this is going to be even better. No yeah. mistake will come uh, from out of my lips during no. this re-recording no. that we do. I'm sure the best po- podcasts out there, they don't do this. Rory Stewart and Alistair What's-His-Face doing the rest is politics. They don't have this problem. You know what? We're not like other podcasts. No, no. That much is certain. So what we do here on the uh, Film Guide is we look at uh, Max's choice of the best films on free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. We also look at a classic action film that Max uh, chooses for his section that is called... Max's Action Films. Howard still does that better. Mm. Uh, oh, you're not sure, yeah. <laughs> Also... Hello, hello, Howard, if you're not listening. Uh, also, we look at the new releases on streaming services. Just one from Netflix coming up this week, I believe. Just the one Netflix film, Just yes. the one Netflix film. But before that, let's look at some new releases in the cinema. There's two that are coming out. One you're really keen about and another one. I'm leaving it up to the uh, the listener to guess which one the I'm The discerning listener to see whether you're <laughs> really excited about the, uh, the, the the amazing film Babylon or the latest pile of tripe from Anna Kendrick. <laughs> That's what you. That's what you're meaning, isn't it? That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, where do you want to start? What is over? Uh, let's go. You know what? We'll start. We'll start high and we'll go lower, and then we'll pick it up with the rest of the podcast, which has already come out. Uh, releasing uh, today, uh, or the day you're listening to this podcast, potentially, or the day this podcast comes out. Twentieth of January. Twentieth of January, twenty twenty-three. Out on the twentieth of January. Out on the 21st. Doesn't matter when that might be. I say my words wrong now. Out on the twentieth of January. Twentieth of January, uh, twenty twenty-three. You are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Out on the, we do it better this I'll time. tell you what, put your hand up at, like when you feel you can jump back in. Out on the 20th of January, we have the film Babylon. Uh, this original epic set in 1920s Los Angeles is led by Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie and Diego Calva. Uh, it has an ensemble cast including none other than Tobey Maguire, uh, Jovan Adipo, Lee Jun Lee and Gene Smart. And it's a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous success. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of uh, decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. Uh, it why I think this is something really worth obviously there's an absolutely massive cast there if you didn't hear a name if you heard a name there that you didn't know you deserve an award because who hasn't heard of the, uh, at least Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie there but uh, it's written and directed by uh, Damien Cazell of uh, La La Land and Whiplash fame uh, so to me that strikes me as that is a director and writer who has really put a lot of passion into these projects uh, they're very well directed very well shot um, but you are in for uh of, of, it seems to me that you are in for a real uh, treat when this film is coming out. Okay. Uh, yes, it's it's as you said, it's got a great cast. It looks very visually sumptuous. It mm. it looks to me like it's a little bit of a cross between maybe uh, maybe Moulin Rouge or um, uh, the, the, 
what was the one? Um, Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I struggled with that before as well. You think I'd remember by now? Um, but, you know, it, it has that little look of, of those sorts of movies. It, it's uh, the setting as well. Nineteen twenties Hollywood. You know, glamour would 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 be very much at the fore of of, of that. Uh, and 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 some of those actors as well. You know, Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. They're very easy on the eye. They're going to look great in yeah. this. Um, but but also quite high up in the cast list is Jean Smart, who who uh, listeners may know from various television things. Recently, she played the mum of um, of Kate Winslet in Mayor of East Town, and I think she won yes. awards for that. Mm. Uh, she's also she was the president's wife in Twenty Four for a while. She she's done lots of different things over the years, and I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of award attention on her. So uh, I think this film, I think Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Gene Smart are all going to be up for I Oscars. Think you, you, said you, you, uh, you went on, on record the first time by saying... Yeah, but this, no one heard that. Yeah, I know, just bringing it back. Yeah. But uh, believe that this film is probably going to be tracking quite well in the award seasons over the next year, most likely. Yes, yeah, so I, I suspect that the uh, the Oscars are going to, be, going to be somewhat bothered by this movie. Mm. I think uh, look out for nominations for Best Picture, yeah. Best Director, Writing, and, and I, I my, my, I'm calling it now Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie and Gene Smart my guess is they will all be up for nominations you heard it here year. first I noticed Olivia Wilde's in the cast as well yes um, so uh, yeah and, and, and also Flea Flea you don't know who that is. I don't, don't, stop pretending I'm, you know who people I'm are. If you don't know, you don't I, know. I mixed up. It, that is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? It is. So you I did know. know Flea. Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to run through my head. Are there many other people called Flea who aren't the... Uh, <laughs> who Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. No. <laughs> just he, one Flea. The Flea himself. The, yeah. Flea. Yeah. No, no definitive Sorry, article. Sorry, Flea. Just Flea. Anyway, uh, that's Babylon that is out on the 20th of January. Also out on the 20th of January is the uh, steaming pile of what's it that you didn't really want to talk about, but you're going to because we do that. Um, Make your choice. You can see this on Babylon. Uh, th- this well, no, is- you could see both. You can see both. Yeah, and I mean, did you know that Babylon's run runtime is three hours and ten minutes? I've only just seen wow. that. I've only just seen that, that how long that one is. Wow. So, well, a film that is considerably shorter is Alice Darling. <laughs> Alice can, Darling sounds like someone's name. Yeah, Alice Darling. You could actually watch twice within the time that you're watching Babylon. It's your choice. You can see one once, or you can see uh, the other one twice. Uh, Alice. Funny, funny that you mentioned uh, that it's named Alice Darling because uh, the naming itself deals with. Uh, it's a relationship. It's a relationship between uh, the main character and her boyfriend. It seems they have a bit of a, an abusive one. Uh, it sort of uh, deals with uh, Anna Kendrick plays a, a woman who is dealing with her relationship to her boyfriend Simon, who's a sort of a psychologically abusive. Uh, she rediscovers the essence of herself by running away with her friends, with two close friends, for a weekend. Only it becomes a bit of a uh, psychological thriller when the two of the, when Simon, the boyfriend turns up and starts sort of harassing them and uh, sort of trying to test her strength, her courage and the bonds of their friendship is what the description says here uh, Anna Kendrick of course is the only the only real name in the cast that I can recognise and as you pretty much said I don't really have a lot of faith in when I see Anna Kendrick on a film it's not oh, put everything down I've got to go and watch this one I think Mm, she, be, she's not it, your cup of tea. Will it be better than the first Pitch Perfect, which is pretty much where the bar is set for me for right. Anna Kendrick? She, she's not your cup of tea. No, I don't. Okay. I, I don't. And I think yeah. the listeners discerning enough to realise that, that that they can take that or leave that because yeah. that's just an opinion. Yeah. And you've not seen this movie. We're, we're basing this on 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 the publicity material that's yes, come out yeah. as with a lot of the new movies we talk about we make it very clear when we're talking about a film we have seen yeah. uh, this isn't one we've seen so this, all of this I've is based upon trailers and other publicity material yes, yeah. uh, tell us about the director of this one of course but this is directed by uh, Mary Knight uh, so while she's a sort of this is her first feature length film so many people might have heard of her she's done a few episodes of TV shows in the UK here, uh, here and there you might recognise the name Mary Knight because she's the daughter of none other than the Bill Knight who is a uh, 
obviously very acclaimed British actor. I don't think you need to explain who Bill Nye is. If the people Bill don't know who Bill Nye is, they shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but yeah, um, Mary Nye, as well as being uh, an act, as, as well as being a director, as you said there, this being her uh, directorial debut, uh, but she has also uh, been an, act- an actor as well. She was in Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst. Mm. Uh, she played Princess uh, Lambal. Lambale? Lambale. I don't know, one of them, but she was in that anyway. Set with confidence, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was directed by Sophia Coppola. Ah. Uh, and, yeah. Anyway, that's... Um, so, the the second film there that, that, that we mentioned, yeah, you don't have to be a, a, some sort of deceptive genius to work out that that's the one that Max is less keen about. Yes, yeah. But you never Congratulations. know. It might work. It might turn out to be quite good. Yeah. Who well, knows? Well, you know what? We'll wait and see. I would love to be pleasantly surprised. Okay. I'd love to be, I'd love to, you know, go, in a couple of months' time, people go, Alice Darling, you really should have watched that one. Mm. Uh, it, is being, it is being regarded as uh, Anna Kendrick's best performance to date. But, okay. Uh, well, there you uh, go. Maybe you need to eat some of your yeah. words. Um, yeah. Anna, if you're listening and you want to come back and address Max on this one, I'd be quite happy. And you could take him as well. He might be twice your height, but you could get him easy. He's a right softy. Anyway, uh, Alice Darling is the second uh, movie that is out in the cinemas right now. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for the St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. New releases on the old streaming services. Uh, we start uh, this week with uh, Netflix. In fact, I think it's just a Netflix film this week, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, tell us all. Of course, coming out today, the 20th of January 2023, uh, the day where this podcast is coming out, uh, the newest release is Young E. Uh, this is a uh, Korean gripping sci-fi thriller in which humans have escaped Earth, uh, which has been devastated by drastic climate change. Uh, they're now living in uh, these shelters that sort of orbit the planet as well, so satellite sort of things. Uh, to end the war that takes place on these shelters, the brain of a legendary mercenary, Yun Jing Yi, is cloned by those trying to develop the ultimate AI combat warrior. Uh, so it seems to be a case of this AI is going to sort of come come into combat with the people training her. There's some sort of uh, some mixed messages going on about whether it's the right thing to do to resurrect this person. Uh, but I think this one is worth uh, is noteworthy because it's written and directed by uh, Sang Ho Yun of Train to Busan, which, if you haven't seen it, is a fantastic horror action film. Uh, which, funny enough, is about a train to Busan, but uh, the train itself is full of zombies. So it is really. Really exciting and really intense to watch. What's that other train one you you like? Snowpiercer, which is you got a thing about trains and films in Korean films, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if if a Korean director has made a film about a train, then yeah. Also, but it's that as a kid I did love trains as well. That's the sort of you know okay. as a kid you had that thing. Polo Express. Is that fan oh, of that? That was alright. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it make it into Ra- this railway children. A bit creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Polo Express, not railway children. I don't know. I'm not. But no, I think um, this one looks like. Um, it's got, it looks like it's got some really good action going for it. Some CGI is, you're not going to watch this one for the, the amazing visuals, but you're going to watch it because it might have some good action films. And. Well, the, the, the bit I've seen of the trailer, it, it reminds me a little bit of Elysium. Yes. Yeah, it has a this, little bit of a look of that sort of futuristic um, style that they used in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and also maybe a little bit Ex Machina. 
Yes, yeah. Um, Maybe a blend of the two. Yeah, the, yeah. The, visually, the, yeah. The, the you know, it's how, but it looked it looked visually sumptuous, mm, mm. which I think this director can do. Uh, if if uh, Sang Ho Young can do anything, it's really tight paced action scenes. Okay, and something that looks really good. I mean, um, Train to Busan, despite being you'd think that being set in a train, it could be quite static, but it really is quite inventive with the camera work. Right, okay. That. Have you ever seen Runaway Train? No. John Voigt and Eric Roberts, and I think they both got nominated for Oscars. They might have even both won Oscars for that movie. Really? And it, yeah, you, you, you'd love it. 80s action uh, thing um, where they've escaped from a prison and they're on a train and they can't stop the train or I think something. You, you said, I think every word of that sentence made me want to watch it, to be honest. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, just thinking, I didn't realise you had a, a, a train fetish, but uh, you know, now we know that, uh, <laughs> it's got to be something to look into but I'll yeah give you a little uh, a little hint towards what's going to be max's action films in the coming <laughs> coming months yeah yeah well yeah quite quite possibly but uh yeah it was nomin- nominated for runaway train was nominated for three oscars uh and uh yeah um, eric roberts and john voigt were both nominated for the for their parts in that uh but anyway that's not this film this film uh is uh the film uh called young, young e young underscore e young e and uh yeah it's out on netflix on the 20th of january the Film Guide with Max Hartington, part of the Sir podcast with Danny Smith. Time now for another edition of Max's Action Films, where Max Hartington chooses an action film to, to be part of this collection. And it's a film that takes it to the max. Better. See? Just, just needed to work it back in and yeah. get that, that New Year dust off so yeah. that I can uh, really... I actually sound like that when I come out of the studio. If anyone sees me, I, I can do that. It's all natural. So Max chooses a film that is, uh, in his opinion, a, a classic action film. Uh, might be new, may not be new. It could be, mm. it could be a new classic, could be an old classic. Yeah. It could be a somewhere in between classic. Th- today, you've picked a film from five years ago. I think this might be the most recent one that we've gone for in, in the entire Max's Action Films catalogue. Uh, this film here is the film that I'm recommending that you give a watch is Upgrade from 2018. Uh, this film, set in the near future, uh, tell, shows a sort of very highly technological um well a future where technology is pretty much like it is now it's just invading the life and it's becoming more and more advanced uh but the main character himself uh gray is a sort of technophobe who refuses to integrate and it's just a classic car mechanic uh only he finds that he has no uh after a horrible accident uh you know leaves him a quadriplegic and leaves him uh you know he loses his uh his wife uh he finds that technology is the only thing he can use to help him get revenge which is offered by a, a tech ceo gives him a sort of chip that allows him to remotely control his body uh, this film is just, it's awesome. It's a really, uh, the action scenes in this, um, the camera work is really interesting because the whole thing is that um, because of, because the, the main character is sort of this, um, you know, he's quadrupedic, but this chip is help, is assisting him to move. He moves in this really unnatural way where it's, you know, there's a, there's a computer controlling him. But uh, it's all used for these really inventive action scenes and the camera's like tracking him as he's dodging these punches and everything. Uh, really just uh, intense, which is why it has earned its way on here. Um, I wanted to actually take a moment to talk about the uh, written the writer and director of this film as well, uh, Lee Vanel, who of the first Saw film. Lee Wannell. Lee Wannell. The Lee Wannell of yeah. the first Saw film. And I think that sort of carries into as well, because this is, uh, I should probably mention this is a this is a sort of sci-fi action film, but it's really gory as well. But it's, you know, sometimes you need it in a good action film. It's really, there's a lot of splatter going on in this, but I can sort of imagine where that comes from. And again, mm. these fight scenes, uh, it, everyone seems to be uh, having these really, these fight scenes in, where they will very creatively uh, get their heads cut open or blown up. 
yeah yeah i mean it's it's quite a gruesome film yeah. uh, it, but it's also it's very good um even though it's sort of very blood dripping and limb crushing uh, <laughs> sort of action it it, it's done in a way that it, it lends itself to it because this film is dark and it's mm. it's a bit horrible and it's it want doesn't want you to ever think it's not no it's it doesn't really, let up it's gritty uh, and it really it doesn't let you think that it's not no right. an action sci-fi thriller great performance as well by by the star of it logan marshall green yes uh, who, who who really really manages to um, show you the complexities of being a, a, a somebody that's not man, not machine. He's more mm. than that. Yeah, and I think I mean it's 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 a pretty dark subject matter, isn't it? You know, you're a quadriplegic and you're offered offered the ability to you know technology that brings you back from that, and then how are you going to deal with loss and grief and go on a murderous killing spree? Mm. Yeah, quite. Um, but yeah, great, great, uh, great movie. Good, very dark. I, I, my recollection of it, I wouldn't have necessarily said it was. I never thought of it as an action film. Mm. But it, I mean, it's it's categorised as one mm. on on IMDb. So obviously that that that's right. For and me, I, I think it's. I think there's a lot of sequences in there. Like while it is very much a thriller, the sequences within there build it as an action scene, as an action film, in my opinion. Mm. So that's why it's going making its way into Max's action films. Okay, there you go. That's uh, the film Upgrade, which uh, is uh, Max's latest selection for Max's action films, where he takes his Max his action films to the Max. Oh yeah. I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week, I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is, you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's one-to-one with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. Let's look at Max's choice of the best films to watch on free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. This week, uh, commencing with Friday the 20th of January. We have a five-star, 9pm, The Transporter. What a start to the week is all I'm going to say. Uh, this film, the, the Transporter, a uh, 2000s action film which tells the story of Frank Martin, the transporter himself, whose job is to, you guessed it, transport packages across Europe for unknown clients. However, one of these packages uh, st- starts to begin moving in the back of the truck, and that leads to all sorts of complications uh, as there's a complication, uh, there's, you know, combat over people trying to claim the package from him, but when he's trying to deliver it to the destination. Uh, this is just a great action film, really. Like, uh, really, like, don't go in there expecting too complicated of a plot. You've got Jason Statham has got to go to a place uh, in a car and lots of people, lots of bad guys are going to try and stop him and blow things up. <laughs> okay. Well, got I mean, it, got that, it in one. That's so. fairly succinct, but, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do respect a film that doesn't try to be more than it yeah. really is. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah. I think that's good. Really good. Uh, two, two directors, you've got uh, Louis Leterre and uh, Corey Yoon. Okay. Uh, so there's two there. So Corey Yoon actually, uh, what I'm reading is he focused on the, the fight coordination in this one, which is why there's lots of really good sort of martial arts action scenes. And it's where, uh, Jason Statham's character's sort of combat evokes from in this. But it's also, mm. it also means it's got a very sort of over the top, uh, action style in this. Uh, if 
you know, if you're not going to watch the film, uh, just go and watch the one scene where Jason Statham, while carrying a woman, throws her at two guys and then kicks the guys over, then captures her. It's it's pretty over the top, but it's pretty great. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's. There's a bit as well, isn't there, where somebody fires a rocket at him from a rocket launcher and he yeah. deflects it with a tray. Oh, I'm trying to think if this is this one or not. Oh, it might be this one. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely crazy it's great yeah it's bat stuff crazy but uh but if you enjoy your jason statham you like your action film and you don't really want to have to think about it too much you just want to sit there and enjoy some some high octane action then this is the film for you and and from the stable of luke besson who uh did um uh la femme nikita and he did uh leon mm. uh, um and, and he's done lots yeah. lots of other things besides yeah yes that film i think had good. different names isn't it yeah. over time good track record yeah right. So, um, yeah, and if you like Jason Statham's other um, action films, then this one fits very neatly into that If you like the Transporter 2, like I do, you'll love this one as well. Yeah, or or, or Hobbs and Shaw and things like that, then, uh, yeah. Crank. Yeah. If Jason Statham running around punching goons, what more do you want? Yeah, yeah, this is is among the best of them. And, and, you know... it's it, it's simple, but he does it well. Yeah, and and that's that's the main thing. Um, anyway, that's uh, the transporter, which is on on Friday the twentieth of January, nine pm on Five Star. Let's move to Saturday the twenty first of January. Great movies, action, one thirty five pm. The three ten to Yuma, but not the Russell Crowe one. one. No. This is the nineteen fifty seven one. I put this one in because I I really want to see this is one that I think is going to be worth watching because it's just a real classic sort of western that I mean it's clearly got a name that people are aware of because of the 2007 one but this one seems to really evoke a lot from the era I suppose it seems like worth watching just to give you a, a snapshot of a 50s cowboy film uh, this film tells the story of a broke small time rancher Dan Evans hired by a stagecoach line to put big time captured outlaw Ben Wade on the 310 train to Yuma but Wade's gang is trying to free him along the way uh, this is directed by Delma Daves, a older, more classic director. Again, we're looking at these sort of this era here. Uh, but if you look at the, the cast, you have a uh, Glenn Ford playing uh, Ben Wade, Van Heflin playing uh, Dan Evans, uh, Felicia Farr playing Emmy. Very actors who I have heard the names of once or twice. But no, you haven't. Pretty much that. No, you so. haven't. Stop there because you don't know. You, you haven't got a clue, have you? <laughs> you're, you're... I'm sure. No, I've definitely heard Van Heflin's name before. Yeah, only because I mentioned it to you earlier. Maybe thinking of Van, Van Halen, but yeah, you're probably thinking of Van Halen. You've never John... heard of it before in your life, so don't, don't, don't say any more, Max. No, about I just that. think this is one that. Um, Okay. I, I, I'm aware of the, the the remake, the 2007 one, but I just think this looks like... Well, something you weren't aware of, which before we t- chatted off mm. air, was the writer of this, because yeah. the, this is based on a short story written by Elmore Leonard, and Elmore Leonard is known for being the, the guy who wrote... Justified. Okay, that's a TV thing. What about some of the big movies that he did? Of course, Elmore Leonard, uh, in terms of some of the films that he's also done as well. Well, people might know him for Get Shorty, uh, well, the book, he Elmer Leonard wrote the books that went on to influence a few classic films. So, Get Shorty, Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. Three Ten to Yuma, <laughs> yeah, uh, and Out of Sight as well was another one that um, that he he wrote that got um, yeah, it's got made. And it's a big collection there. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yes, you know, in the late nineties in particular, a lot of his stuff was being turned into mm. uh, movies, and and you know, by and large, did did rather well. Uh, but yeah, Elmore Leonard is a very, was a very famous uh, American writer. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's no longer with us. I think he died about 10 years ago. Mm. 
but uh, but yeah, he he worked, and as as you said as well earlier, the TV series Justified, yeah. which was incredibly Clearly good, very influential, yeah, in terms of creating these these narratives. I mean, just I think just the setup, it, it's a proper Western setup, isn't it? I've got a prisoner, I need to get them somewhere. A little like the transporter, it, yeah. But but less Statham for your money. <laughs> anyway, the film uh, The 310 to Yuma, the original 1950s version, uh, is on uh, Great Movies Action, 1.35pm on Saturday the 21st of January. Let's move to Sunday the 22nd of January, 10pm, Predator. Yep, so absolute classic here. A team of commandos are on a mission in a Central American jungle, finding themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior. Uh, I could I could tell you the cast of this, but you already know who's going to be it. Uh, Arnie is playing uh, Dutch, the lead man himself, but you've got Carl Webbers, Kevin Peter Hall, uh, Alpida Carroll, Bill Duke. That's You're mentioning names that you don't know anybody. You don't know, know who any of those people I, I, are, do I'm, you? I'm throwing them out in case you know them but I know Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and yeah. that's all I really need to know okay yeah so Carl Weathers um, probably most famous for playing Rocky's adversary in some yes, of the Rocky yeah. films uh, but but yeah uh, Arnie it's basically an Arnie yeah. movie yeah. Is, is, is all you need to know one of the crew one of his one of his crack commandos is Shane Black the actor Sh- the the, the the, well, the, he's not actually known as an actor. Shane but, Black, writer of the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah, yeah. So he wrote the screenplays for Lethal yeah. Weapon. He did uh, the the Last Boy Scout, the Long Kiss Goodnight, um, Last Trek. Action Hero. Uh, he's yeah, yeah. I think he did one of the yeah. Iron Man movies. Um, but he was an actor as well who was in. Well, he's part of the crew. He doesn't last very long in the movie. He no, dies fairly it, quickly. If, if you're not Arnie in this film, how long have you got? Yeah. Counting down. <laughs> But what can you tell us about the director of this movie? Of course, I can tell you about John McTiernan because he was actually, we brought him up last time I was here because he is the director of Die Hard and plenty of other action classics as well. Uh, Die Hard with Avengers, Last Action Hero, which is, we just dropped the name of as well. Hunt for Red October. Yeah, uh, he's, he, he's done some he, amazing films. The Thomas proven. Crown Affair, the, the Piers Brosnan, Rene Russo version, which arguably is better than the Steve McQueen version from, the, from back in the day. Uh, but yes, um, he, he has produced, uh, he's directed, sorry, some, some cracking, uh, cracking action films over the years. And, and this one is squarely one of it those. Is, it is well known for a reason. It is just so, it's iconic. If you've seen Predator, take a chance again. If you haven't seen yeah. Predator, you realize that so much of, so many films that, Take take things from Predator. Yeah. So, mu- so if, much. If you want to see Predator. a load of like muscled up blokes fire fire their weapons into a bush for five minutes, this is the movie for you. Honestly, because there's a scene where it is about five minutes and them just shooting, shooting their guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's uh, Predator. Uh, ITV4, 10 p.m. on Sunday, the 22nd of January. Uh, Monday, the 23rd of January, BBC2, 11:15 p.m. A bit of change of pace here from you, yeah. Max. This is I Tonya. Uh, I told you tells the story of the competitive ice skater Tonya Harding as she rises amongst the ranks at the US Figure Skating Championships, but her future in the activity is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. Uh, this, of course, is based on, it's a sort of biography, maybe a bit stylized, but it's a stylized biography of uh, Tonya Harding's career uh, within ice skating. Uh, this stars uh, Margot Robbie as Tonya Harding herself, but it's also got Sebastian Stan and Alison Janney, so that's your main... And Alison Janney won an Oscar for she her was, performance in this. She was brilliant in this role. Uh, this one's really good. It takes the it's it's a very interesting one because it takes the the whole story about Tonya Harding, who is most famous for a competitor of hers getting, you know, beaten. well, and her being behind it. Yeah, that, and her, that was and her the, having a role. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her being involved in the meeting. Yeah. Na- Nancy of Kerrigan, I think, yeah. is the name. And those of a certain age and older will remember the story yeah. because it was quite a thing mm. that, that that yeah, one of her competitors got taken out. 
uh, and and that she was in some way involved with it all. So uh, so yeah, if you if you're interested in seeing a depiction of that yeah. that story, but it, it definitely I think it takes us it takes a sort of Sopranos approach, doesn't it? Like it's a very sort of self aware approach throughout the whole the whole way. But I think that's that exploration of the character and just the way it's all delivered is really exciting and interesting and like you know like we said Alison Janney's role in this as her mother and their relationship is just you you just you're, you're really wrapped up in the entire thing okay that's I Tonya which is Max's choice for uh, Monday the 23rd of uh, January let's, and that's BBC 2 11.15pm mm. let's move to Tuesday the 24th of January 9pm on ITV4 Hellboy which version of Hellboy this is the 2004 one this is the Guillermo del Toro one don't worry I'm not going to recommend it's who sorry say that at a speed that humans can hear it Guillermo del Toro Guillermo del Guillermo Toro Guillermo del Toro uh, sorry Guillermo Big fan, big fan of your work. Uh, This is the 2004 one. Uh, This tells the story of the demon raised from infancy after being conjured by and rescued from the Nazis, who grows up to become a defender against the forces of darkness. Uh, Obviously, very comic booky. I mean, it's it's adapted from a comic book. Yeah. Very, very comic book film uh, from the 2000s. But uh, Guillermo del Toro, he's Guillermo del Toro around that time uh, Guillermo del Toro's focus on he's well known you know for The Shape of Water on a more recent front but he's always had these films that just have these amazing set designs and character designs and creature designs uh, so this one does no better it really helps that of course Ron Perlman plays Hellboy himself uh, so when he's made up of these prosthetics Ron Perlman's face alone already looks very you know he's got some very cartoonish proportions going on with his head isn't he so he really like makes this character come alive coming out uh, Doug Jones is also in this one who played the he played uh, the, the fish man from The Shape of Water yeah. and played um, a, like a goat man in Pan's Labyrinth as well so the two have a relationship and he's um, also now he's in one of the main actors in Star Trek Discovery yes. where he's again, once again covered in prosthetics um, but he plays Saru he does a good job of it that. yeah um, he looks very alien-like because he's so tall and <laughs> gangly and thin. Ron, um, Ron Farman and Doug Jones, you've got a real... I mean, you've got a lot of height going on in that film, haven't you? Yeah. Um, also, John Hurt's in this movie. John Hurt. John yeah. Hurt plays uh, Hellboy's adopted father. Really good work in this one. And you've got Selma Blair is also in this one as well. Okay. So, so but, yeah, so this is the original. This is the first Hellboy big screen adaptation. Mm. They, they then did a sequel, didn't they? They talked about the lot, first lot, one. A lot of the same actors. No, uh, they, they did a complete sort of complete reboot for 2026. No, that was Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Oh, no, sorry. Right? Yeah, they did, they did a, a sequel to Hellboy, Hellboy 2. Yeah. And then a more uh, recently, there was a remake which took... Um, yeah, David Harbour David from, Harbour Stranger, from Things. Stranger Things. And he played Hellboy himself. But uh, that one got a few sort of uh, mixed mixed reviews compared to this one. Yes, yeah, I but, think that's been kind. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, you're talking about the 2004 original Hellboy with Ron Perlman, made by Guillermo del Toro. Great film. And uh, that's ITV4, 9pm on Tuesday, the 24th of January. Uh, Wednesday, the 25th of January, 9pm on Film 4, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Again, uh, the absolute classic is once again back on here, but this... Raiders of the Lost Ark is just an amazing film. Every minute of this film is an absolute treat. Uh, everybody knows it, but I'll tell you the plot just to be sure. Uh, it tells the story of uh, archaeology professor Indiana Jones, you know who he is, uh, who ventures to seize a biblical artifact known as the Ark of the Covenant. While doing so, he puts up a fight against a troop of Nazi- Nazis trying to uh, keep his hands away from it. Uh, this is, I mean, I can tell you the cast, but you already know who the cast are. Harrison Ford, of course, plays... Indiana Jones in probably the role that he's enjoyed the most out of his career. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's got on the record saying it's it's one of his favorite roles to actually play, isn't it? 
but uh, quite possibly. I, I tell you what, the, save us the pain. Tell us about the um, actors that you've heard of, rather than trying to pretend <laughs> yes, that you've heard of all well, of them. I can tell that I've heard of the, heard of them all from Indiana Jones. But uh, Karen Allen plays Marion. Paul Freeman plays Belloc. John Rhys Davies, who uh, to this day I still know as uh, Gimli the Dwarf from Lord of the Rings, yeah. but also plays his close friend and associate. Fun fact well. about him: he was the tallest actor in the cast of of the the principal cast of Lord of the Rings. So the, <laughs> really, you know the um, was it that they were all didn't they all what were they? They were like the special little team weren't they in the Lord oh, of the, the Rings the fellowship. they were the fellowship yeah. and he was the tallest actor playing the shortest <laughs> character um, so they had to dig a lot of trenches for him I yeah imagine. well it's all you know computery stuff wasn't it um, Alfred Molina has a very small part in this movie yes he's, he's in not in very long is he no uh, Denham Elliott is great support as well in this Who and him and John Reese davis come back in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade mm-hmm. John Reese davis is in the new Indiana Jones film mm. um, he's in the trailer isn't and he the, and the Dial of Destiny Although I see somebody's mocked up a poster and it says Indiana Jones in the afternoon nap. <laughs> because, because Harrison Ford now, he, he is 80. Um, but I cannot wait to see this there movie. Was still, there were lots of videos of him running around uh, it was Edinburgh, I think they were filming in. Yeah. Uh, there were still lots of videos of him sort of get, getting in tussles around cars and punching people. Yeah, so. yeah. And, um, and also anyone who's watching the Yellowstone prequel series 1923, he's in that as well. Yeah. He does look his age and he's playing an older character, but, but there's, you know, he, he squares up to Jerome Flynn and you think to yourself, yeah, you know, I wouldn't put money on Jerome Flynn in a, in a punch up. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Jerome Flynn, to give him his proper name. But anyway, Indiana Jones, classic series. Um, As you well know, um, Howard recommended The Last Crusade the last time he was here. Mm. But uh, but this is the one that started it all. This is the, and again, the, I think those two. I mean, in terms of where the series is at currently, those two are the peaks of the series, aren't they? But this is the one. This is the one that starts it all. It's difficult to to. Uh, we discussed this a couple of weeks back as to which one is the better one. Mm. And this is the first one, but I think the, best one. the, I think the third one with, with Sean Connery, I think Sean Connery and Harrison Ford together kind of edged it. It does. Yeah. I, I can see what you mean. The sort of the, the, the buddy, I was going to say buddy cop, but I suppose it's a fa- father-son father, son really it? yeah. It's not really a cop thing at all. But the, uh, yeah, the, the, that the, relationship. The, the two of them yeah. butting heads constantly. In the yeah. Film, they add something to it. Which yeah. Was, it's very, I mean, I really like the, char- the character of Marion in this one. I think, I And think it was lovely that she came back in the one that they did most recently, the, the, the fourth one. Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, she, you know, that the, the, they brought the character back. Yeah. That I thought was a really nice touch. Um, I don't know if she's in the new one. Mm. Um we but, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm now trying to... Well, we're waiting to see how much of Crystal Skull is going to be acknowledged in this new film that's coming out. Well, they possible. might just gloss over it a little bit, you yeah. know, say, like, let's, let's, like, you know, let's not really talk about yeah. that. Yeah, you don't, you don't think about that one. Let's no. talk about... Let's, so, in preparation for Dial of Destiny, go and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, that's Max's choice for Wednesday the 25th of January. Final film, Thursday the 26th of January, film for 11.55pm. Fight Club. Uh, this is the story of an insomniac office worker and a devil may care soap maker who form an underground fight club that evolves into much more. Uh, this, of course, uh, is directed by David Fincher, who I've frequently said how big of a fan I am of David Fincher on this podcast. He's a really solid director. Seven, Zodiac, Gone Girl, I think, is one that really stands out for me, along with The Social Network. He's He's got lots of really big films for his name. Alien 3? Alien 3? Uh... Uh, that's, 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 I, Max, I, once again, say what you think. You hate that movie. I really don't like Alien Three. There you go. Much. Just say I it. I don't like Alien Three that just, much. It's got some good bits of bits and points in it, but it's just it's not great. It's really not great. As, especially, I mean, Alien Three has to follow up from the act that Aliens has done, and that's that was always going to be a struggle, but it could have done it a bit better. However, uh, Fight Club is 
not Alien 3. It's actually, it's a really great, um, really great film that I actually took a really long time to see this one. Despite people uh, referencing it constantly and talking to me about it, I think it's only in the last year I've actually gone and watched this one. But now I can happily, happily refer to people that Fight Club is worth your time. And a really fantastic performance, especially from uh, Brad Pitt and Ed Norton, who are playing the two main characters in here. But uh, I also want to say a really good job is done by um, Helena Bonham Carter in this film mm. as well. Who I, I think, while maybe not as much, uh, every character in this film plays a really important role. Mm. And I think while she doesn't hold the screen time as much as uh, the previous two, I think what she does with her screen time absolutely really gives you a massive impression. Okay. Uh, one of the things where I think this film was perhaps somewhat misunderstood is that it was, I, I think some people because I think it took a while to find an audience mm. I think it it's become a classic I don't know if it was initially received as one yeah uh, uh, but I think it's because it's a comedy yeah it's a very 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 dark comedy it is not gags it's not laugh out loud by no. a long shot but but if you view it as this kind of really dark comedy yeah it, it works better because it is a dark film is yeah. a there is a reasonable amount of violence in it um but it's a kind of a weird comedy yeah um and uh yeah uh, you know it's very well written and, and excellent performances meatloaf's also in it and he's quite good yeah. and all Meat, meatloaf in this in this film does a really good job as well yeah um and uh yeah on the poster it says mischief mayhem soap yeah the soap uh, is a very important aspect of the film yeah uh, and that's Fight Club. So that is Max's final choice for the week. That's Thursday, the 26th of January, film for 11.55pm. Max, which one of those movies would be your film of the week if people could only watch the one? If you could only watch the one. Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to... Oh. I mean, the obvious one's to go for Raiders of the Lost Ark, isn't it? But do, do I change it up from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Do I recommend something different? Nah, it's always Raiders. Raiders is going to be my film of the week. Okay, that's Max's film of the week. Uh, if you want to see the list of films that Max has just recommended, uh, the list of the films along with what channel they're on and what time they're on and what day they're on uh, is all in the episode notes of this episode right now. And you can also find that on our website, stalbanspodcast.com. Max, thank you very much. My pleasure. And uh, we have more film guide next week where Chris, when uh, Sam is, is back in the hot seat. Uh, and uh, yeah, we hope that you can join us for that one too don't forget our other podcasts that are out there elsewhere uh, you can find if you just search for St Albans Podcast on your podcast platform of choice you will find the other shows as well uh, find out more also oh the mic went funny then find out more as well on uh, our website stalbanspodcast.com Max say goodbye goodbye <laughs>